I like your ravenness today. Thank you. Did you see my shirt? I didn't. Oh, wow. Uncle George, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. I love George so much. Yeah, George I'm an amazing person. You know what I mean? Great. Absolutely. He was Absolutely. definitely our uncle. Yeah, you know what? I don't know where I'd be without him. The first big job was was with Cyborg. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's the father of Cy. He really is. Of the two fathers, Mar Marv and George. Here, let me, let me put away my... Because cereal asked me to do things. <laughs> or, or think I'm asking her to do things. Right. I've just been out on the floor looking for Dick and Rampa cosplay because my... My, my son is, is a huge Dagan Rampa fan. And so I haven't learned nearly as much as I, I'd, I'd, I'd to understand and know because he talks too fast. He says all the names too quickly. I've, I've barely gotten to Junko, not when I, and he's moved on to another one that, that, uh, that is his favorite now. And I, I can't even remember her name, but I, I found a couple out here to take a picture with. So I'm enjoying the Momo. That's good. I'm enjoying the Momo. Were you excited about it? You were excited about me talking about Dagan Rampa. Yeah, I was in my Junko Inoshima cosplay yesterday doing interviews. Oh, man, look at that. I, I missed you. Yeah, I know, I know. But I was a little busier yesterday, and but today, since it's slow, I was like, I'm going to go look in. And there's some Junkos out there. Oh, yeah. She's throwing out that Harley vibe. But they got that <laughs> the same black and, and red colors. And they're killers. He's not crazy about it, but but you can't. The, the game don't work if nobody gets killed. Does anybody understand what I'm talking yeah. about right now? Okay, right. good, yeah. good. I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm going down the rabbit hole a little bit, but y'all my people, so y'all understand. Okay, so enough of that. Do you have questions for me? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Alan. Yeah. Hey, my name is Alan. Alan Z. How you doing? Good. So I, I did some research on you. I know you used to rap when you were a teen. So I was wondering, yeah, who is your your top five, dead or alive? Top five, dead or alive? Oh man, let's see. KRS One from way back. Still Chuck D from Public Enemy. Or I loved I loved Heavy D. But he was just fun. You know what I mean? I let's see. Missy is great. She's like, you turn on Missy, man. It don't matter how old you are. Still the party about to get started. Love Kendrick right now. I don't see how you can't do anything but love Kendrick. Love J. Cole. I, I bounce around. I'm not as I'm not as much in uh, into all of the hip hop as I was earlier in my years, but I try to keep up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's if it's good. Uh, yeah, but uh, but Kendrick's on another level these days. I get goosebumps listening to him. And then I just uh I just work to him because he keeps me going, you know? Keeps me humble. Right? Absolutely. Uh, normally, I do Rebecca's job, so it's weird for me to get to ask the questions. You're asking the questions. You do your thing. So, first of all, I just want to give you a thumbs up and an awesome job being a dad. I also have a Carter, but my Carter's a deceased. Yeah. Uh, your Carter's a little older. I think your Carter's like 10 or 11, right? 13. 13. 13. Okay. So, my yeah. Carter is 8. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, cool. Shout out for, for the Carters. <laughs> so, uh, but my question actually... Little Wayne reference, we're weird. <laughs> Oh, okay, there you go. There yeah. you go. When he was uh, in pre-K, we did Tupac Valentine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So my question is about being King Ezekiel. Yeah. What was one of your favorite parts of doing The Walking Dead and any really interesting story you'd like to tell about that? Oh, man, there, there's so many stories. But I I just love how he's connected with with fans and people. There are, I, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people with 
that have tattooed and yet I smile somewhere on their, on their bodies and use it as a mantra to to just uh, get through life, whether it be before the pandemic or during. The, uh, the fans, are, obviously it's very popular and, and uh, there, there are uh, millions of fans of people that watch, but there's also that smaller percentage that, that really needed to see people struggling through the fight and through the fire and knowing that people are trying to fight through it, a bad situation and, uh, and still find light in a dark place. And I think Ezekiel really connects with people that way. And, and I found a lot of, a lot of uh, really good feeling and purpose. It's, it's like you, you get into this business, obviously to, to, to get on stage and perform and everything, but it's the connection that really, that, that, uh, that really keeps you going. And I've been able to feel that connection so much with people through, through King Ezekiel, but uh, all of my stuff. But, but because of the popularity of The Walking Dead, I'm able to go over, all over the world and meet also my, my anime fans as well and the Titans fans and, and Young Justice fans and, and, and that's been the that's been the thing that really sticks with me yeah any videos Sierra um like with the rap being um in Teen Titans yeah did you ever like the rapping that you did on there was yeah. that something that you wrote or collaborated? sometimes we we collaborate and we go back and forth Pete Rider Michael is a is our executive producer showrunner who took over for Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelinek, but he is really the epicenter of everything we do musically. He soaks up everything. I think he just listens to songs constantly, and we can we have the uh, the Warner Brothers catalog of songs that uh, that's where we found what is it got me uh, catching villains, catching villains, and and uh, what uh, the night begins to shine, all of that. We we found that in the uh, Warner Brothers catalog and he just listens to it and just soaks it all in and uh, and he's written so many of, of the songs that that we do but uh, but yeah every once in a while they'll, they'll be like we need a song here guys write something greg sipes and i who i'm sure you're going to interview at some point we've collaborated on on songs as well so it's like uh, it's so much fun just to open yourself to the possibilities but yeah i hadn't written this many rap songs since high school <laughs> So I was going to say, given the shift over the past five years and the influx of our people being seen more getting roles outside of the stereotypical black-coded characters, yeah. how hopeful are you for, you know, future black voice actors? Oh, I'm very hopeful. Listen, if I can get a job, then then anybody who's who's determined and and talented, that it's listen. I know incredibly talented people who just couldn't stay in it long enough because because it's it takes a certain amount of fortitude. Everybody, there are so many people who want to do what I do that I'm lucky enough to do, and 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 I, it, it takes more than talent. It takes it takes a certain amount of stick to itiveness. It it takes a, a certain amount of just letting the rejection roll off you, letting the rejection drive you, and 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 a certain amount of luck. And I've certainly been lucky, but and and I feel like even in the time that I've become a. a a name in this business a bit. I've also I've also started off being the only black guy, and then I and then slowly over time, it's like now I'm having conversations with another black person instead of feeling like I'm supposed to represent every black person in this particular show. And and of course you can't. We're we're a, we're a diverse group of people, and and just every group that you want to put in, it's, it's about us being finding kinship, but also understanding our individuality. And so, 
to have to be in scenes with Kevin Michael Richardson and Phil Lamar and then be like, all right, this is the guy who's representing the black people on the show. And you realize, no, these are just two human beings who are, who are very different. Sometimes I'm having a conversation like between Black Lightning and Calder, who are once a single father of, of, uh, of two and he's an older superhero who's trying to, to figure out how best to be the best kind of superhero he can be to his kids and, and to the people around him. And then you have Calder, who is pansexual from, from Atlantis, half Atlantean, half. It's like you can't put these people in a box. And, and to have those two having that conversation the, the almost the last thing you're thinking of, oh, it's two black guys having a conversation. They're too complicated to, to distill them down to just that. So I, I love that. And I love that, that, the, that I think that diversity is just going to continue. I think Greg Weissman and Brandon Vietti, especially on Young Justice, have worked really hard to, to round out the, where we started, which was big, hulking white guys beating up the black bad guys. And, and having characters who are black, who don't necessarily have to have black in their name. Like we can already see it. You don't have to tell us. You have to put it in. In the 70s, it was Black Panther, Black Manta, Black Lightning. And now you have Calder, who's, who's been Aqualad and Aquaman. You can't even call him by those names. You just have to call him Calder because he's, he's been too many different names. So you gotta just call him his name. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. One, yeah. one last question. One last we can take one, another if, uh, if if you need to. I know I'm long-winded, so. And uh, and Greg is gonna slowly walk this way, It'll, yeah. you know. But get, get your questions okay. in. Cali boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, Florida boy He's turned Florida Cali boy. Yeah. yeah. Cali boy. First, my videographer is from Augusta, Georgia. All right. Shout out to Augusta, Georgia. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've met so many people from Augusta. I I left when I was like five or six, oh, okay. and I grew up in Athens. But but every once in a while, I'll make a trek out to Augusta. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You're a pop culture fandom site. Can you mm. tell us about any of your favorite fandoms, favorite movie, TV show, cartoon, celebrity encounter, whether it's classic, retro, um, a latchkey kid from the 80s? Oh man, I, I have so many fandoms. I like, obviously I, I get into what my kids get are, are into. My so I, I'm having fun running around finding Dagan Rampa cosplay. I I was a Marvel kid growing up in the 80s. And uh, my, my favorite character is Spider-Man because he was skinny and nerdy like me and then he came alive under different circumstances and I felt like that was like me. But you put me on stage, I come alive, I was quiet. Yeah, you wouldn't believe this, but I'm quiet. I was quiet growing up. But you put me, give me a microphone or give me something to say and put me in front of people and, and I blossomed. And, and so I always felt that with, with Peter Parker and, and, and then Miles Morales, I felt like he was like, made just for me and and so that's that was a thing i i, I had x factor and x-men growing up uh avengers west coast avengers wow. uh, i loved uh, hawkeye because i loved the 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 uh the robin hood from disney the fox so green arrow and, and hawkeye just because they had a bow and arrow i was like i'm down with you so i remember getting a uh, west coast avengers because he was the leader of west coast avengers and then, I, and then from that, I became a, a big Moon Knight fan because he joined West Coast Avengers. And so yeah, that, that's, that's the stuff I love. I loved Doctor Strange actually growing up. It was so weird. I remember just thinking, man, it was so interdimensional. It's so funny to see all of the, these Marvel movies and things come up now that I remember thinking, I, I, I just remember thinking that, that Doctor Strange had a cool outfit and he was always falling into some mirror. 
that was like taking him someplace weird. And, and to see it actually happen in Multiverse of Madness is, is crazy. And like I said, my 13 year old, it's man, I hope all of you one day get to have a kid and grow up to the point where they start to love the things that you love when you were a kid. Cause there's nothing better than getting in the car and me and him going to see a Spider-Man or a Doctor Strange. And, uh, and, it's, and he's as excited as I am. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy to make yourself a little buddy. I made myself a little buddy. I've actually made three. So I, and they all have their, their fandoms and, and, and it's an exciting thing to be a part of. I highly recommend it. No rush, take your time guys. I'm saying get done what you need to get done. I'm just saying that it's, that it's an awesome time. It's an awesome time. Yep. Alan, one more? Uh, yeah, just one more. Yeah, just a quick one, just because uh, I was wondering, like, what would you say is like one of your favorite, most memorable moments on stage, like from your, throughout your career? Oh man, I, I did a play called The Exiles years ago, where I played a, a Cuban with, with, that was a schizophrenic, and, and, he was, and he was the embodiment of, of what this Cuban playwright was talking about. It, it was like Vida, I think he called it, it's like the other life your other life because on the outside when you're in cuba you have to be like i love cuba but at the same time it's, you gotta get out of here man this place is crazy you gotta get out of here love you i love you so it's it's like they have this dichotomy of i love where i'm from but i wish it was better for everybody and 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 it was not many people saw it but it's a brilliant play and 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 i i had many incredible connections on from, from that show and and really enjoyed it and, and and every once in a while, you have one of those moments where somebody's not listening to you, and uh, and my and it was one of those perfect moments where where I could where I had to say something to the effect of "Listen to me," and 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 there were, there was somebody who wasn't paying attention, and he was right in the front row when I was when I was supposed to say "Listen to me," and I didn't say it to anybody but him, and it was uh, and the rest of the show he was just. <laughs> and I, I, I love the, that that live theater energy you get every once in a while and uh, yeah that's one of those moments that you don't forget but, uh, but yeah there's nothing like live theater nothing like stand-up I, I i love it it's honestly time consuming but you know what i didn't have the stomach to sit in the back of a a, 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 a comedy club waiting to go on waiting to go on and uh, and so i had to find my way some other way but hats off man to the to the dudes and the, the ladies and gentlemen who, who stand back there waiting their turn to, to get up and, and, and end up blowing up because of it. Because, man, everybody isn't built for it. I wasn't built for it, but I do love the experience. There's nothing like stand-up. Absolutely. Camping in toward the Georgia Mountains. It's a little bit Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that at Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mama Rain in the house. All right, we're gonna get started with the interviews. Who's got the first question? This is Greg Sives and Wingman G. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. I will ask you the voice acting questions. I'm sure they're gonna ask you. So I'm gonna ask you some about your music. I know you've released albums. So I wanted to know if you could tell us a little bit more about your music. I've been playing and writing music for a long time, many different genres. And now they're all in Teen Titans Go, all the different oh, styles cool. of music that I write and produce, whether it's reggae or country music or rock and roll or hip hop or anything. It's now in Teen Titans Go, a lot of the original music in the show I help to produce and write. It's awesome. But now we have so many songs, but I helped kick that off. I made the show one of the reasons the show became so musical, which I'm really grateful for. Mm. And I'm constantly writing and I'm putting together a new play, a new <clears throat> musical in Washington Square Park, New York City. And a lot of my pre-existing songs will be in the play with some new ones, but it's like a short form musical that's going to be put on in Washington Square Park cool. by the end of the summer. I just wanted to ask, did you have more fun in the booth doing Boy back in 2013 versus the new Teen Titans Go that you have now? It's because I know the character is pretty much the same, but he seems to be a little more fun in Go and Boy. Beast Boy is always the, the lighthearted, light fun element to the show ever since the beginning. But now it's like Teen Titans Go is the Beast Boy show. <laughs> like they had to, everybody had to raise their energy and their level of humor to Beast Boy's level. I feel like Teen Titans Go is a Beast Boy show, really. It's a lot of fun. I'm all about comedy. I love things that make you laugh. And also comedy that has a great message to it. We teach a lot in our music and in our, whether it's the songs, the silly little songs have messages in them. Each crazy episode has a beautiful message to it at the, at the end, for sure. Like we teach about the gold standard, and I got to punch President Nixon in the face, which I love. Uh, and pyramid schemes, and low-income housing, and so many cool things we teach two times ago. Anyone else? Hi, my name is Jacob. What's your favorite joke from Teen Titans? My favorite joke from Teen Titans? I don't have a favorite joke, but I definitely have a bunch of favorite moments or episodes. One of my favorite episodes was, it's called Brain Percentages, where Beast Boy gets so smart, too smart, and he basically becomes smarter than the most smartest computer. It's really a fun one. It was really fun to play. God. Yeah. Out of the characters um, that you ever played and voiced, which one is your most favorite? Mm, that's a hard question. I love all the characters that I've been able to bring to life, like Iron Fist, being the first actor to bring Iron Fist to life, and seeing him kind of flower from me, helping to create that character in a lot of ways. Yes, he was in the comic books, but he was never who he, he was never who he is now today, based on me helping to co-create him. Similar, Beast Boy, I'm the first actor to bring Beast Boy to life 20 years ago. Beast Boy is forever me, and I, and I continue to be able to bring him to life in many ways, many forms, many dimensions. And Michelangelo, playing Mikey from the Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I got to do my own version of Mikey. Even though I grew up on the Turtles, I made him completely fresh and new. But I am Mikey as well, so it is a no-brainer. Okay, 
so being a creator of different trades, like mm-hmm. um, when you're on the, the creative side as far as stories, do you like to tell? I really like stories that wake people up. I like shaking the tree. I like teaching and putting messages and solutions and content and writing. So I like I like disrupting the system and using all the different mediums to do that. You might think it's a cute little cartoon, but I'm starting a revolution. Evolution, not revolution, really. I think it's, there's a lot of great things that we can build upon. There's a lot of bullshit we can let go when it comes to uh, our, the world's governmental systems. So a lot of what I make now has a lot to do with waking people up to the fact that we can create the reality we want to live in instead of this system that's destroying Earth and humanity. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, WTF moment while you were doing any type of types of reading for your characters? Um, it's always crazy that when I get to read these episodes of Teen Titans Go, they're just like out of this world world weird and crazy. What the WTF? Beast Boy is naked in this episode? Or whatever it may be, it's always wild. Have you seen the live action Titans? I have not seen the live action Titans, but I'm friends with the the boy who plays Beast Boy, Ryan Potter. He's cool. I I trained him. Oh, cool. Have you seen the Have you seen No. Alright guys, how you feel about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the original Teen Titans to Teen Titans Go, when um, after the original ended and you found out that there was gonna have a like another version of it, how did it, what was your feeling of which you decided? Well, it's, it's so it's such a special gift from the universe to continue to make any version of uh, these cartoons or these characters that I get to play. It's like awesome, just freaking awesome. Every time I get a call for even to record new episodes of Teen Titans Go, I'm always like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I would like to know if you are doing what you wanted to do when you grew up. Um, if you're not, what, what are you going to be doing next? I am definitely doing what I've always wanted to do. My dreams have definitely become real. I've received them in a way I never could have imagined, better than I could have imagined, and that comes down to everything. And it's, it's sometimes hard to see the fact that what you're wanting is coming to you, because it sometimes takes a long freaking time, but it does come to you. And then as far as anything else I want to do, I'm just in the process of allowing it to come to me. So I'm just. I always know what I want. I want a lot of things. It's about knowing what you want. Thank you all. And uh, one other question. When you wrote the song Catching uh, Villains for Teen Titans Go, what helped help inspire you to create that song? Because it became a total bop to so many people. They used it in their TikToks and everything else. All the songs in Teen Titans Go, I think, are really special. Like, I wrote the song Waffles with Kari Payton. <laughs> The song Fade Away, which is one of my original Sipes and the People, songs that I brought on B.B. Ray, which I think is a huge hit song as well, that I, I did with DJ Ham, and Catch a Villains. It was, all these songs are just, actually my favorite, one of my favorites is Pyramid Scheme Money. It's Making that money, that Pyramid Scheme Money, this is like a banger. Yeah. They're, all, they're all fresh, and it's so cool to see how they live past the actual 
episodes that they're on. So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will If this the land of the free, it was a freedom then When they annexed Hawaii and called it see the lands Without any type of payment and no signing off Called themselves the Republic in 1894 1.2 million acres overtaken from the native Hawaiians When they resisted, the West retaliated in violence and erasure The Hawaiian language is banned As part of colonialism's plan to expand, yeah Stuck between a rock and a hard place Multiple bombings of Koholave As a part of their ongoing war with Asia Used it as a place for target practice No consent or compensation Colonizers call for annexation No work out for all the locals School will never let you know So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it we will to tell. Even if we have to ourselves, can't keep history on the shelf. If they won't tell it, we will. We will. So if we put Hawaii in a perspective, well, black and Asian history is interconnected. Considering the fight with the Pacific, then of course, versus Asia, they was treated as a middleman for war. But didn't let the Western colorism run its course, cause dark skin was a sign of dignity to core. The land was taken in the name of capitalism, when prior to it was an actual kingdom. Clap back at the system. Stuck between a rock and a hard place multiple bombings of koholave as a part of their ongoing war with asia used it as a place for target practice no consent or compensation colonizers call for annexation no work out for all the locals school will never let you know so many stories left to tell even if we have to ourselves can't keep history on the shelf if they won't tell it we will even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will Too many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will